In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is one of those transitional services of the week where you can start to hear Pascha poking its head through with the canon and the melody for the canon. But this is where we contemplate our Lord entering into deeper and deeper into his passion. For at the heart of this evening, and that will be completed tomorrow morning with the Vesperal Divine Liturgy, is a commemoration of the institution of the Eucharist, of our Lord's passion that is presented to us at every Divine Liturgy when we gather together to partake of that mystical supper that he had in that upper room with his apostles. It is the height, it is the depth, it is the entirety of the Christian life summed up in the Eucharist, where our Lord offers himself to us, his body broken, his blood spilt. And it is in the great drama, and I don't mean melodrama, but the great drama of salvation that we remember all that happened at that table. We've seen the conflict with the chief priests, the scribes, the Pharisees. If we go a little further back, we still distantly remember all of the cries of Hosanna, the Lord, the King has returned. He has come to save. But in the midst of that tight band of those twelve that he had called, that he brought up, ones that he actually was like a mother, him with chicks, as opposed to Jerusalem, that one of those would be the one who would betray him. We extend throughout the year what we are commemorating this evening with the Eucharist. It is that we have the entire Pascha, the Passover, the Paschal Lamb given to us at every Eucharist. That we come to the middle of Holy Week and we sit down at that table with all of the apostles. But we do this not just at Holy Week, but we do this every Sunday, every time that we gather together as the disciples of Christ to remember him. We have with Peter and Judas two great icons of what the Christian life is like, or at least possibilities for the Christian life. We have Judas who has followed Christ, who knew him, who loved him, who saw all of the mighty acts and deeds that our Lord had done. 
And yet there was an unconquered passion, greed that kept coming, that maybe the first few times he fought successfully, but at least according to the hymnody, it seems like once the woman who came with the myrrh to anoint our Lord's feet, there's something that just overwhelmed him. And now he had his heart set on what he could gather, what he could get. And then we have Peter, whom we know, our Lord, at this gathering in the upper room, it says, one of you is going to betray me, and everyone, all the disciples, anxious, what, who is it, who is it, it's going to be me, it's going to be you, you just see the room, everybody looking at each other, sizing each other up, the judgment, just flying, oh, it can't be me, it can't be me, how many times have we heard Peter, no, 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 it's, you know, I'm going to be out front, getting in the way of our Lord when he tells them, I'm going to the cross, it's like, no, 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 we can't let that happen. This is Peter, again and again. But it's Peter who, when he's told, and he denies it, of course, you're going to deny me. If you go and hear the tears of Peter, because it is he who wept when he heard the cock crow. It is he whose heart was broken. The hymnody tells us that Judas' heart was not broken until it all fell apart. Peter is the one who returns to strengthen the brethren. Peter is the one whom Jesus says, Feed my sheep, after asking him, Do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? It is Judas who gives over to despair after his sin, who ends his own life out of that despair. A few moments ago, we sang these hymns. Iscariot, that man of ill-omened name, forced from his mind the law of love, and moved to betrayal the feet which thou hast washed, O Christ. He that ate thy bread, even thy divine body, lifted up his heel against thee, and knew not how to cry, Praise the Lord, all the works of the Lord, exalt him throughout all the ages. Without conscience, Judas accepted the body that cleanses from sin and the blood that was shed for the world. But he was not ashamed of drinking what he had sold for a price. He was not offended at evil and knew not how to cry, Praise the Lord, all the works of the Lord. Exalt him throughout all ages. Every Sunday before we receive Holy Communion, we confess that we believe that this is truly the body and blood of Christ. And then we ask that we do not confess like Judas that our mind has not given up on the law of love, that our heart has not been captured by the world, 
that our feet and our hands are active with the gospel of peace, with actually serving as our Lord gave us the example. This is why it is always fitting for us to remember this night, tomorrow, to come back to that upper room at every time that we gather to celebrate the liturgy and especially to receive Holy Communion, that we put before us Judas and Peter. Judas, the one who could not say, praise the Lord, all you works of the Lord, praise and exalt him above all forever. And Peter, who denied, who betrayed, who ran away, but who, when he knew the law of love kindled in his mind, his heart was bursting, his feet and his hands knew what to do. This is who we should follow, confessing that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, who came to become numbered as one of the transgressors, who came to save us from the abyss, the one who has loved us, formed us, shaped us, given us everything, even his life and body for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.